Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channels. My name is Long. So you know where to subscribe, right? So oh, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Are we okay here? 
Welcome. Welcome in the name of Jesus. Welcome to a celebration of life for Vi Corson um, and on behalf of the family and friends and any and all that are gathered, um, appreciate the support and, and the comfort. But this is going to be, uh, I mean, after a hundred years, it's a celebration, folks. Yes. <laughs> How many of y'all plan on getting to a hundred? You know, yeah, that, it's not on my list. It's anyway, so... Um, let's pray. Let's pray. God, you are good. You are gracious and you are kind and you follow us around everywhere and love us. And we are in praise of that and thanksgiving for that. And we take time out today to remember a saint, a child of God, a wonderful spirit in Vi that you have given to us. We thank you that we could know her, that we could journey along with her that we could hug along with it. Lord, we could dance with her if we could. And we're just overjoyed with your boundless compassion for us. And we ask that you would be with us. And for those moments where we do mourn and we do grieve and we are sad, we ask for your comfort. But fill us with your joy. And join us together in your spirit. We pray in the love and in the presence and in the power of Jesus. Amen. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, ring from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. And this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the day long. Good morning. And to all of you that joined us here, thank you so much. This would have meant so much to mom to see all of you. And to you that are joining us by live stream, thank you. It's very special. I'm my mom's oldest son. My name's Jeff. Violet Lorraine White Corson was born October 28, 1919, in Dupo, Illinois. She passed away on October 2, 2020, in her home in Thornton, Colorado. Her dad was John Burton White, her mother, Winnie Mae McFatridge. <laughs> she was the fourth of eight children, her oldest sister Maud, then Gladys, Virginia, called Ginny, then Mom, Two siblings who passed away in their 20s, John and a sister, and then Tooney, and the youngest, her sister, Esther. And I think some of the kids are watching from Pennsylvania. Mom said Dupo was a small town. You walked everywhere. Dad owned a barber shop, and there was one drugstore. They lived on the north side, and the school 
was on the south side. Her mom left the marriage and the kids when she was eight. Her dad remarried, probably to help take care of the big family, mom said. Unfortunately, stepmom belonged in a Disney movie about an evil witch. So mom left home the night she graduated from high school. She moved in with her sister, Gladys. And she was the only one of the kids to complete high school. As we all know, Vi loved to dance. She frequented dance halls with her friends, socializing and dancing to big band music. She was married briefly to a young man named Freddie Cowell. I know, kind of sounds gangster. Their favorite pastime was dancing. However, they were young, and Freddie was a mama's boy and wanted to continue to live, both of them, with his parents. Well, that didn't work. Guys, that never works, all right? I'm just going to tell you, all right? As a minister of the gospel and as her son, that just never works. The Bible talks about leave and cleave, all right? So they were divorced, likely within a year as we understand it. Mom went to St. Louis for a job, living there with a family member that she knew from Dupo, or with a, a family that she knew from Dupo. And she worked at Poe's Cafeteria. This is where she met Johnny, my dad, John Corson. Having met at a nearby restaurant, dad would then come over to the cafeteria to see her. My dad was a traveling salesman who sold medical books, and for a while they lived in Chicago, where their first child, Jana, my sister, was born, five years older than myself. Soon, dad's job brought him here to Denver, and they lived in an area surrounding the then Stapleton Airport. Many of you can remember that. In 1962, they settled in North Glen, where eventually I and my brother Michael were born, and Mom continued working all the while that we were growing up, which was a lot less common, of course, in those days for her to do. She was an independent soul, those of you who knew Mom best. Starting in St. Louis, Mom worked for Eastman Kodak, later bought out by VWR Scientific, she was an office clerk, handling the receptionist switchboard, bookkeeping, and writing orders. She remained at VWR the rest of her career in Denver, retiring at the age of 65. Later in life, mom and dad divorced, and after her retirement, she continued working, cleaning homes for extra income until, until about the age of 95. Mom loved Jesus. She loved the local church, faithfully attending every Sunday. She loved to volunteer, actively participating in church work whenever she could. This is also where she met many of her friends. A number of you are here today. She participated in prayer groups, worked in the kitchen, cleaned the church after hours, and put out Kleenex boxes under the chairs in our church, because, of course, Pentecostals have to have Kleenex because, of course, we're going to cry, we're going to run, we're going to get ministered to, we're going to fall on the floor, we're going to, you know, and there, you know, there was need for Kleenex. And so mom, mom would dutifully put out all the Kleenex and collect it afterwards. She helped in the cafe at North Rock, greeted at the front door, helped run the food pantry as one of the beloved bag ladies. She acted in skits and plays, including the piano-playing nun from Sister Act. You had to be there. It was awesome. Mom often recounted the many special memories of her missions trip to Norway, her cruise with friends after retirement, and how much she loved going to the Boulder Dinner Theater with good friends to watch the dancing and the acting. She couldn't speak highly enough of all her beloved friends at North Rock, or her, her beloved pastor, Sam Rockwell, who recently told me that he and his wife have never found anyone like mom who can do the cleaning <laughs> of their home. She cleaned their home for 
for years. They've never found anybody like her. And you won't. <laughs> Later in life, she gave herself tirelessly to the many, many requests from all of us kids to provide childcare when the demands of work or the need to slip out for the evening were requested. She developed a curious aversion to salt and butter, refusing to, uh, to use either on her food. Now, here's an interesting story. In the last couple of months, while she was in home hospice with us at our house, one morning after I had fixed her breakfast and Nina had already gone to work, I was standing in the kitchen and she was over at the recliner finishing her breakfast. And I looked up, or not finishing, but starting the breakfast that I had put down for her. I looked up and she had the salt shaker in her hand, salting her eggs. Now for those of you that knew Vi, that, you, that just didn't happen. And I, I looked and then I said from across the kitchen, Mom, what are you doing? She looked at me like that. What? <laughs> what? I'm your mother. And I said, you're using salt. And she said, and I quote, Yes, I do occasionally on my eggs. <laughs> Again, you just would have had to know the inside track on her not using salt or butter religiously. We used to tease her about it. And for family and friends alike, all of you know how my mom practically demanded to have her dessert immediately following the meal. The highlight of her week was going to Chick-fil-A with her precious friends. Here's a recount in their own words. Yes, we took her most every Friday. Chad and Jody Carroll started the tradition. I used to clean part of the church on Fridays. And, and that started, and they started taking her out to lunch as a thank you. Then as their schedule grew to where they couldn't do it anymore, I, Diana, took her over. Then our daughter, Nisi, took, uh, started joining us. Then our other daughter, Maria, who works with Nisi, started. Other people also joined from time to time. Lori Romero brought Vi for several years before Dennis retired. I think she must have brought her for like three different years or three years. So I think between all of us, we've been going with Vi to Chick-fil-A for 20 years, having lunch after cleaning the church. When Dennis retired, he started coming too, and that is when we started taking Vi to her hair appointments and to get groceries. Eventually, all of Maria's four kids and two grandkids would drop in with us. Last year, Chick-fil-A provided a party for all of us when mom turned 100. One of our grandkids saw the manager who set it up and let her know that Vi had passed. She cried. Her bi-monthly trips to the hairdresser and grocery store with Dennis and Diane were etched in her mind as she would come up from her basement apartment, often 20 minutes early, to look out the window and to watch for your car to pull up. Family will always remember her birthday gifts of money in the amount of the person's age and at Christmas stuffed into the little booties that she would give each of us. In the last decade or more, she let almost everyone she met know how amazed she was with her age. She was on her way to 100, and she could do, still do the Charleston, which she would always demonstrate by dancing, whether in the church, the restaurant, at the doctor's for a visit, or in the grocery store with the checkers. She was everyone's hero with an extraordinary health that lasted 100 years up to just two months ago, prior to her passing. Mom had three children, eight grandchildren, 16 great-grandchildren, and seven great-great-grandchildren. She particularly loved you that are here this morning, and many of you that are watching who couldn't be here due to the COVID restrictions or who weren't allowed to join, thank you. 
Mom would have been 101 this month. And on a personal note, I was getting Mom up out of the lounge chair one afternoon when she was tired and ready to go back to her room. And she was weak. And I got her up. Our habit was to put my arms out, say, Mom, grab my arms. And then I'd just be a weight, counterweight, and, and she'd pull and stand up. And we'd get her turned and back her into the roll later, as the nurses affectionately called it. And, and she belched. And I looked at her, and I said, you just belched in my face and smiled at her. And she looked up at me in kind of a crooked little smile. And she said, that was for Nina. <laughs> because one time Nina, the very first time she did that, Nina was helping her with something and she belched and Nina took exception to it. And from then on, it was our tease. One night, as it was very clear that uh, we were losing her, this was about maybe the Tuesday before her passing on, on Friday. Nobody else was home, and I was in a room sitting in a chair. She said, I hurt. I, I hurt. I hurt. And we did everything we can from the morphine to the indigestion medications. And I said, Mom, let's pray. I said, it's okay. You've seen all your friends. You've seen all your family. Pastor Sam had just been there. I said, go ahead. It's okay to ask God to release you. I said, let's pray. And I led her in a prayer, and she prayed just as sincerely as she could, God, release me. I'm ready to go home and see you. Release me from this body of death. No, I don't want to see that. Did you know that Joaquin Phoenix is the name of an emperor? Of Rome. No, over there yes. and get on Nina's lap. Really? Yes. There was an emperor of Rome named Joaquin oh, Phoenix. <laughs> what about? Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you If you're young at heart For it's hard you will find To be narrow of mind If you're young at heart You can go to extremes With impossible schemes You can laugh when your dreams Fall apart at the seams And life gets more exciting With each passing day And love is either in your heart Or on its way Don't you know that it's worth Every treasure on earth To be young at heart For as rich as you are it's much better by far to be young at heart. And if you should survive to a hundred and five, look at all you'll derive out of being alive. And here is the best part, you have a head start if you are among the very young.
And if you should survive to a hundred and five Look at all you'll derive out of being alive And here is the best part You have a head start If you are among the very young scriptures to read from. One of the last ones that Vi ever heard here, Psalm 23, and so appropriate. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right paths for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And from John's Gospel in the 11th chapter, Martha, sister of Lazarus, 
said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. Amen. Forgive me for being so emotional, but really don't forgive me. Um, I'm going to touch base on a lot of things about my grandma. But first, I would like to thank my aunt and my uncle for taking such good care of my grandma. You guys did such a wonderful job. And you're so selfless. And you're so kind. There's not a bad bone in your body. There's not... I know you very well. My grandma took care of me when my mom couldn't. I'm not going to go into details about my mom because my mom was a wonderful person. But my mom could not take care of me and my grandma took care of me. She would make sure I was clothed, fed, and made sure that I was okay. She was my hero. I can remember the Livingston address. It was my favorite house. There was a park right across the street that when Christmas dinner was getting ready, we could run across the street and we could play in the park until dinner was ready. My grandma would not sit down. She would not sit Grandma, sit down. Mom, sit down. Nope, is everybody fed? Do you have what you need? Grandma, sit down and eat. No, no, no. My grandma would not sit down until everybody was fed and happy and taken care of. Then my grandma would sit down. Then she wouldn't sit down because she'd have to do the dishes. Grandma, sit down. Let us do the dish. Oh, no, no, I got this. I got this. Um... I didn't make it here for her passing, which I'm kind of upset about that, but at the same time, I was here a few months before. And uh, I said, Grandma, we want to come take you to lunch. And she said, no, I'm going to take you to lunch. And I said, Grandma, where are we going? She said, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and my daughter and I took her, and she said, I got all these gift cards. She's like, I'm buying lunch. And I was like, Grandma, let us buy you lunch. No, I have all these gift cards. So we got up to register, and every single worker came out to say hi to Vi. They were so excited that she was there. And she had $2 on this one, $4 on this one, $5 on this one. <laughs> but she bought us lunch. She bought us lunch. And I'll leave with this, the last memory... Um, we were at the house, and I said, Grandma, do the Charleston. And she was, I didn't know that she was in her last few weeks of life, but she still did the Charleston, and then she did the sexy dance. And if anybody knows my grandma, she can do the sexy dance. I'm sorry I'm very emotional right now, but my grandma means the world to me, and she is my hero and it's very hard to see that my grandma's gone because I loved her so much and I want her, her here for another hundred years. <laughs> I, 
I don't want to get too emotional either, so I'm going to read this off my phone. <laughs> um, a lot of what I'm going to say is what you touched on, Uncle Jeff, just about Grandma and who she was and just the little things that all of us know about her. These are, <clears throat> excuse me, these are ways to live an abundant 100 years of life inspired by my electric grandma, Violet Lorraine Carson. We'll start with diet. <laughs> Eat Chick-fil-A every Friday. Get the chicken strips and a salad with the raspberry vinaigrette. Microwave, <clears throat> excuse me, microwavable healthy choice meals are a must. No salt or butter, ever. Eat dessert immediately after dinner. While the rest of us would still be digesting our meal, Grandma had room for dessert already. Her favorite was pie and ice cream. Next is lifestyle. Never drink alcohol or smoke. Do not play board games. Grandma was always one to just watch while the rest of us just played board games. Do not drive at night. Wear the same ugly sweater every Christmas. Work until the ripe age of 95. Some of Grandma's favorite things were the color purple, getting her hair done, listening to Frank Sinatra, doing the Charleston dance, writing poems, and chasing her grandchildren around with wooden spoons. <laughs> Some of our favorite things about Grandma were when she gave us the little stocking booties for Christmas, filled with money, and she would always say, if you don't give me your little booty back, you won't get one next year. And of course, for our birthdays, she would write us a check in the dollar amount of how old we were. But Grandma's most admirable trait was how she faithfully loved and served God. She attended church two times a week and never missed a tithe. God blessed her with the heart of giving and serving others. And in the truest Grandma fashion, the last words that she said to me Sarah and my mom were. <laughs> See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Pretty soon, big baboon. <laughs> Love you, Grandma. Thank you all for walking through her life with us here as we reflect on things with, with Vi. Um, I wanted to share some things from the last two months uh, with her in her home. Um, I don't know how much everyone knows, but one week she was normal and fine, and, and within a week to ten days she was chair-ridden and couldn't walk on her own. And um, It was so fast. It happened so fast. I do think probably what had been happening for the past year was leading up to it. We just thought she was getting weaker because she was 100 and her muscles, she sits a lot. And, but I think really it was probably the congestive heart failure coming on all that time, but we didn't know. And so all of a sudden, it became, we became aware and, um, and then it was, there we were. So it, there were some very special moments in those last two months. Um, that I wanted to tell you about uh, with her. Um, so one of the first things was, is Holly came over. Now, she came over twice. This is the first time Holly came over to fix her hair. Since we couldn't take her, with Dennis, we couldn't take her to the hairdresser, so she came to fix her hair. And Holly had this wonderful idea to begin to play old hymns. And she asked her, well, what's your favorite hymn? And anyway, we were starting lunch uh, after, the, after her hair was done. And, and we were starting lunch. So I just want to show you a little brief video I took when we were playing the old hymns. And, uh, and she was eating lunch. 
Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> then, uh, then a second time, Holly and Erica came, uh, maybe a month later, um, to again fix her hair. Now, I have to tell you, when you see this, I know if Vi saw this, she would be going, why are you showing everybody <laughs> this picture? But I know you all will appreciate it. So she was sitting in her rollator at that point, and Holly had curled her hair, and we were doing the songs again, but uh, show this here. We know that by, she couldn't stand up to dance, but this is what we, what we had. Look at her go. She's ready. She's ready to go dancing. That was mom, always dancing. Um, another thing that happened over the two months, so we were, we live streamed our church service, and so since, and by the way, she had just come to church service, like the week before all this happened, and so since we um, couldn't be here, uh, we decided to watch the live stream. Well, Pastor Wes, she loves Pastor Wes, she she had always asked me, how's Pastor West? I, I work here with, with Pastor West. And how's Pastor West doing? Is he, he's a really nice man. Is he a nice man? <laughs> and of course, I would say, yes, Mom, he's a nice man. So anyway, first, we'd be sitting at the kitchen counter with breakfast. And we have a photograph, if you'll show that. Um, we'd sit at the kitchen counter, and there's, we're live streaming Pastor West. This is just before Jeff left for church. And um, we, we have to laugh about this because every Sunday she'd be awake watching Pastor Wes. And so his service is at nine. And then uh, we had a break between his service and the Genesis service. And so then I would get her and move her over to the couch where she stayed most of the day. It was a recliner chair. And, um, and then we'd put on uh, Genesis service and she'd fall asleep. So she'd watch Pastor West, but she'd fall asleep on Jeff. I, she'd say, I want to see Jeff. And I'd say, okay. And then she'd fall asleep. But <laughs> one Sunday, um, this was in the early first month, she was there with her eyes closed. And, uh, and Jeff was talking. And um, Jeff began to say, something, it was at the end of service, and he said, okay, I want to ask everyone now, whether you're at home or here, do something to acknowledge the Lord. You can lift your hands or put your hand on your heart. Let's show that next picture. And I look over, and this is what I see. And she had lifted her hands as he prayed, and she left them there for a very long time as he was praying. That was a very special moment with her. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about the last week with her. First of all, Jeff has already said that he had the opportunity in that week to talk to her. We had been talking about death for several weeks and, and, um, and about being with Jesus. And, you know, I just want you all to know, she said, well, you know, I just don't want to leave my friends and my family. And we said, we know, Mom. But that last week, she and Jeff, and she was so sick those last several weeks, and she was eating less and less, and, and they had prayed together for her to be released from the, her body. She had slept all day Wednesday, all night Wednesday, and then Thursday came, and um, I really felt like, I mean, I had no idea she was leaving us that week, but I felt like I need to go, before I go to work, I need to go talk to her, and I went in, I took her hand, and her eyes popped open, and, and she could barely talk at this point. 
But she said, where are we? And I said, well, we're in the bedroom. She goes, well, I've been dreaming. And I said, well, what were you dreaming? And, you know, little by little, she was getting it out. And I just want to give you the main point about this dream. She said, I was moving. And I said, what do you mean you were moving? And I said, like moving houses? And she said, no, like moving cities or country. I thought, how strange for Vi to think about moving a country. I said, Mom, are you moving from earth to heaven? So we continued to talk. She didn't say yes, we continued to talk. Then that night, Holly and Lisa and Sarah and Sarah's kids, Brian and Lily and Erica came to visit with her. And they stayed quite a long time in her room and, and, and Vi couldn't really get much out. And every time she'd try to talk, we couldn't hear her. And what she was saying was uh, not always understandable. And then Erica just told you one of the very precious moments that happened and is that they were getting ready to leave. And again, Vi had hardly been able to talk to them. And, uh, but as soon as they said, see you later, alligator, after a while, crocodile, pretty soon, baboon, she repeated it to them. And uh, well, little did we know that was a final farewell in her traditional method, which was very, really a special thing. So after they left, uh, I went back in the room with her. I just kind of, so I went and sat down and, and then um, something else very, very special happened. So uh, I don't remember what was being said exactly, but she was trying to tell me something. And it was something like, I'm Ev, I'm Ev. And I, and I said, Mom, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. And, and, and she tried again, and I said, Mom, I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't understand what you're saying. And then she very clearly and loudly said, I'm in heaven. Wow. And we didn't know that five hours later she'd be gone. I said, Mom, what's there? I said, what can you see? Do you see people? And I said, do you see Jesus? And she never responded to any of that. But she clearly said, I'm in heaven. Jeff and I were talking. I mean, you know, we don't know how we pass from earth to heaven and whether you, her spirit was kind of leaving her body already. I mean, her eyes were different that night. And uh, I remembered that Jeff had been... Uh, she and, she, she and Jeff together had been reciting Psalm 23 together. So I, I remembered that. So I went and got the Bible and I said, well, let me read Psalm 23 to you. So I did and she looked intently at me. Then we prayed together and that was my last contact with her that night. Very special happenings. Jeff went in at midnight to help her with medicine and he could tell things had changed. Her breathing had changed. And so then he went in at 3 a.m. And, and she had gone to heaven. And so I, I just thought it would be special for you to hear some of those very special moments that I really think the Lord allowed us to have with her that she had connected to heaven. So thank you. How great. 
With shouts of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And there proclaim My God, how great Thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee How great Thou art How great My soul, my Savior, God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. gather together to celebrate a life and you've heard some wonderful stories and vignettes and seen some clips and even ones that mom wouldn't want clipped or you know, want it clipped but not, yeah <laughs> but as you've heard when we remember Vi's life mother grandmother follower of Jesus uh, friend but we're reminded of a steadfast love, a faithfulness, and a joy. Okay, for the last couple months, few weeks, she, she struggled, clearly. But up until that time, sharp, just right on. And she never gave up hope. And she was gracious, and she was joyful. A hundred years of faithful journey. Okay, there were some, there were some tough days. There was <laughs> some tough life. There were hard decisions to make. But she, she carried on. And the question that always interests me when it comes time for a funeral or a celebration of life, answer the question, where did you see Christ in Vi's life? And I know it's a two-edged sword because you've got to think about Vi and then you've got to think about Jesus. But that's the only question that matters at the end of the day. Where did you see Jesus in this life? And none of you can go back 100 years and say that. You get to go back the furthest, right, Jeff? That's about it. So uh, close, close. But the witness we leave is seen in the life we live. And that is what points to our Savior. Vi was a gift to all of us. She was a reminder of Christ's love, of Jesus' love, and the joy that he brings to our lives. She was kind. And when I say kind, I mean specifically, personally, she was kind to me. She watched my sermons and not her son's. <laughs> you know, okay, for a week or two or three, yeah, but so. I get to hold that over you like for another week or something. I just... That's true. You had a couple decades of, of preaching the word. Yeah. And, but her kindness was a reflection of Jesus in her life. We're better people for having known her. Okay, you've got to be Pentecostal enough to give me a response to that. We're better people for having known her. Thank you. Thank you. I'm only Lutheran on the outside. I got, I got some, I got some Pentecostal deep down. So yeah, we call it Luthacostal. So just, just so you know. 
But our life is enriched because we got to experience God, God in the flesh, Jesus, through one of God's own children. That is glorious. That is wonderful. And when we open our eyes enough to see it, when we open our hearts, soften our hearts enough to see that and hear that, we go, yeah, that's who Jesus is in our midst, caring and loving. And we'd be lying to ourselves to say that there isn't some sadness and there is some grief. And that's, that's true. That's just the way it is. But there is this joy, there is this enduring presence of God in the life of this child of God that affected our lives, that, that changed our lives, that helped us to transform. And that's a mystery, or as I would say, I never seen such a thing. <laughs> right? And Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. If I had anything to say about it, and I'm sure she would, um, plain as day and, and straight to you, um, she could speak about that life, that life in Christ. And now she experiences that unimaginable hope, which is celebrated, joy unspeakable and full of glory. When we hear about the promise that's described by John in, the Revelation, in Revelation chapter 21, and I just love this passage so much. Let me read this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals, and God will dwell with them, and they will be God's people, and God himself will be with them, and wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For those first things, they've passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I'm making all things new. And he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, It is done on the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And to the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. By his tasting that water, by his tasting that water, that gift from the spring of the water of life, what an incredible description of presence of God, heaven, pearly gates. I don't know what word you want to use, what phrase we've heard for down through the years. There's a home and there's tears and there's mourning and crying and beginnings and endings. And if you continue to read through the revelation of John, there's, there's rivers and trees and faces and things on forehead, all sorts of real human language, and it's all John's got to be able to express this vision of heaven. I, I made it. I'm in heaven. What does that mean? What does it look like? And you start asking questions. What, is it, what does it look like? I want to know what it looks like. Yeah, we're on that side of the river, right? We're on, we're on the side that can't see that, and she gets that vision. What a glorious thing. What a wonderful image. I know Vi was, she was home for you. She was a place for you. Specifically. She knew your tears, your laugh, your mourning, your grieving, your pain, your celebrations. Where you are as family, 
had its beginning with her. And now there's some manner of an ending. No, no, no. The German is Alvidesein, which literally translates, see you later. After a while. See, we know this. We know this. See you soon, baboon. Hasta mañana, iguana. There's all sorts of things. I got a list of them because we've got this early learning center over here, and I got three, four, and five-year-old kids. With, I got to come up with new ones all the time. So I got, I got, bye, bye, butterfly. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of them. So, but that was so fun. That was so fun. She danced with you, or for you, if you couldn't keep up. So, she gave you life. She gave you energy. And that is something, that's the gift you receive, and now you get to go share that. You get to go express that in your way, in your style, with your attitude and in your abilities, and do that. But remember, it, it comes from this sense of joy about who God is in Christ and has this great gift of hope. And now, no longer does she have to be patient and wait. That's our job, right? Oh, man, I wish we could. It'd be good to be done, but there's still work to do. The final promise of Scripture, and I love this, from Corinthians. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor human heart conceived, those things God has prepared for us. And God reveals those things. God opens those things up to us through the Spirit. Or as Vi would say, i never seen such a thing. And she gets that experience now. She gets that presence of God now. And God reveals it to us through the Spirit. It is my prayer, it is my hope that God, by God's wonderful, gracious, Holy Spirit, reveals that love and that joy that peace, that presence of Christ with you. Because Vi's completed her journey. This is the last leg of the journey we walk with her. And at the very end, well, we'll commend her into the arms of her everlasting Savior. And then we got to go back out there and do the grind. She doesn't. God love her, she doesn't have to do that. And that gives us hope. Hope in this world because of what Christ has done. It's a gift from God in Jesus Christ. It's a gift from God in the person of Jesus. Who for some reason, we thought it better to crucify him than to love him. And God said, ah, but we ain't done yet. We got resurrection here. And God gives us this hope and this new life and this everlasting life. And I've never seen such a thing. But it sure is good news. Amen? Amen. So, I'm going to take some time and pray. Not too terribly long, but I'll pray. Good and gracious God, you knit us together as the body of Christ in Jesus Christ. And I ask that you would give to your people, people here on earth, but people in heaven, your eternal light and your peace. Give to all of your faithful followers new life and a share in the life to come. And as we struggle to understand and live faithfully, we ask that you would give us some courage and hope for the days and the weeks ahead. Help us find joy for our journey in your love. We thank you because you give us life in Jesus Christ who has destroyed the power of death by his resurrection. And he opened up for us the kingdom to all who believe, to all the followers transformed by your love. Remind us and make us certain that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from your love in Jesus Christ, our Lord.
And our final act is to commend by to the Lord. Into your hands, O Savior, we commend your servant and your child that you have loved. She's your child. She's your redeemed daughter. Receive her into your everlasting arms of mercy. Grant her peace in the company of all of the blessed children. And sustain us with your love. In Jesus' name, amen. See you later, alligator. Pretty soon, pretty soon, big baboon. We are blessed to have been here.